No, don't tell me you're taking all this seriously. All right, Neil, thanks for having me on your podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, as usual. All right, usually people reciprocate the question when they're asked, how are you? How are you? <laughs> uh, I don't know, not, not good. Uh, there's the new marijuana store in Uptown that I went to. And uh, it's pretty convenient not having to order over the internet. But I got in there and there's so much stuff to buy and there's so many different varieties. I was just overwhelmed. But anyways, I got to the counter and talked to this uh, girl that was there and I asked for Indica because that's the only thing that I know of. Uh, that's the only strain I can think of. I, I didn't know all, all the other technical stuff. And she gave me a bottle of Indica. And so I took it home and it's in capsule like uh, pill form. But I, uh, you, you need to wait like two hours before it kicks in <laughs> yeah, or something. For sure. I, I don't know what my mood is going to be in two hours. Like, how do you plan ahead? You, you don't know what headspace you're going to be two hours. I want to accentuate how I'm feeling now in the moment, <laughs> my, my happiness that I'm now. How can you plan two hours ahead? If I could do that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need drugs. I wouldn't <laughs> be depressed, right? Like I would just go through my life planning, oh, two hours from now. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be happy two hours from now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be happy two hours. I would just do that my whole life. So oh, tonight's true. going to be a really great night. Why? Because I plan. Because I put it in my planner. I put it in my planner. Be happy two hours from now. That's so true. I mean, there's no way to predict where you're going to be in your mindset. They talk about set and setting for psychedelic drugs and weed and all these things. That the setting and environment you're in, you'll kind of absorb the the mood of it. But it's it's a real it's like rolling the dice every time. But what you're saying is so true. I think so many people must face the challenge of the unpredictability of a high, especially if it's coming two hours down the line, because you get so tense waiting for it. Oh, absolutely, I get tense. Like I think maybe this time it'll be okay. And now I, I'm just like, oh no, no, it's it's not going to be good. So now it's just a two hour. When am I going to start having a panic attack in, in two hours? Oh well, that's <laughs> just, that's not good. It's, it sounds like I'm hearing your like inner monologue right after you take the pill. Like I'm I'm like beside you in your head and I'm like, whoa, Brandon, chill. That's why every time, you know, we hang out together, I can always sense the calming vibes. I'm such, I'm a good influence. And now that I'm here in your head before, I'm also being like, don't worry, Brandon, it's, it'll be all good. Uh, but I don't want to have to take it. And then have you on a two hour, like, I don't know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> I don't want to have to call you, like, uh, have you on speed dial. It's my emergency. I'm always here, man. But that is so interesting. I've read this one thing um, when dealing with young kids. If you tell them, don't worry or, you know, don't be stressed or there's nothing to worry about. It just makes them worry more. It yeah. just makes them worry more. What is that? Yeah, you're depressed. Don't be depressed. Like, <laughs> don't be depressed. Just be happy. Have you tried not being depressed? Oh, well, thank you. Solved. Fixed. I don't know who I'm going to run into and they're going to ruin my... Your vibe? Yeah, my vibe. That's I, I know that one big time. I mean, it's set and setting again, like the people's perspectives are... I'm You can almost read their minds. And if it's not like soft and like empathetic and open, it's really crass. I mean, if, you know, you if you get high and go to a bar with the same friends you always hang out with, it's crazy how much they're going to be crashing in on your like your mental space. And... And I remember a time where I would always be like, am I like, which one is the real me? Yeah. Like, 
is it the one that's like super sensitive and aware of everything that's going on right now? Because it seems like I'm much more in tune and aware. And I would be like, oh, but maybe I should do this all the time because the regular me is just like so bullheaded. And But then you know, I came to a place where I was like, I, I like both versions. I like the version of myself that can just go out and crash and not overthink it and say stupid stuff and just run right by it. You know, if the if the high Neil met the, that Neil, I'm sure that they would have, you know, they'd have conflicts. They'd be like, one being like, you sound like an idiot half the time. And the Wait. Which one? Which one can say stupid things and run right through it? Uh, the bullheaded Neil, which is me, just like sober? if I'm a little drunk, and even in so, oh, okay. even when I'm sober, even when I'm, there's certain things that I'm not worried about or hyper aware about right now that I'll just slide right through because life is life, and I've I've trained myself. You know, we talk about stoicism all the time. Is like, yeah, you've made a mistake, and I'll learn from it, move on. But when you're in that hypersensitive space where you're you're totally open. Um, to, to all the, the feelings. I, I think the pain of it is so big and you're so hyper aware of, of how dumb it sounds and somehow there's an artistic connection too. You compare it to all the great works and geniuses you've ever met and you're like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and you're like, I, I'm, I'm like just like, why am I even opening my mouth? And, you know, that's what I, I think that you have to be so careful with who you're around in this very sensitive state. It is kind of like child. You see that in children as well. They're, they're very sensitive to every minor thing in certain modes. Yeah, I know you say other people shouldn't control my happiness, and they don't, but they do control my unhappiness. It's two different levers, and they they can increase the unhappiness. That is so insightful. Man, we have to call this almost stoic. I just think you're presenting such excellent inner observations, and we're both kind of uh, dancing around this thing that we're trying to achieve a stronger, more foundational way of life. And I think stoic is an incredible principle to jump off of. Yeah, and but I'm not critique. stoic. I'm just in, I'm just really good at denial. Like it, I just, <laughs> I used to think that was stoicism, but then it's, it's like the floodwaters are up to my ankle. And I'm like, yes, look at me. I'm so stoic. But as soon as it reaches my waist, I'm just, oh no, 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 get me out. But uh, <laughs> like, I don't even go through five stages of grief. Oh, that's I just, so good. I hang on to the de denial for so long. Yeah. And then it just collapses, tips over everything, and I end up in acceptance. So it kind of works. Like, I don't go through the other stages, but... That's so I, good. And that denial. is so true about you. You have a great denial reflex that, like... And I think that you've been working with it for the last little while. But that's why it's called almost stoic, is because I think we're trying to be, but I think everybody's constantly trying to be... Uh, you know, Marcus Aurelius's great meditations on Stoicism were written when he was like 80 years old. He went to a cave for a few weeks and wrote really? them. Yeah, this is like way after yeah. he's an emperor. So there is something to that as well is like it's easier to say later than when you're right in the middle of it. But that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to educate the next generation to be better than him so that they know what worked for him when he was in 40 and when, you know, when he made those mistakes. And I think that almost is great because I think we're on that path. But what you just said is amazing because like denial until I tip over. We are trying almost. to get there. Uh, yeah, almost it just sounds like we're approaching it though. Like you, you may be almost like you're aiming for. It. I, I feel like I'm. Uh, I know of it, and I'm avoid avoidance. I guess would be the word for me. Just avoiding yeah. stoicism, uh, providing a convenient excuses <laughs> okay. and workarounds that are not avoiding stoicism. Yeah. Then. I love that. And I think that you totally do that. And the one of the, the sources of your, your kind of voice is definitely that, your the way you dance around it. And I think the thing that might surprise you is just how many people are doing that and maybe not in tune with that voice inside them. We could call this Neil's Meditations. You always want to make my name the name of it. Yeah, I want your name on it because I want to be the surprise side character. I, 
I don't want to be the main character that has to go through the perseverance and carry everything. You know, I don't want to be the face of the uh, the failure. I don't want to have it on my shoulders. I want them to be expecting you and then, oh, look at this. It's actually this guy. I want to be the strong side Surprise. character. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, if it's if it's Neil's podcast, you're fine with me using your name and your face as, as, the- <laughs> uh, as my as my deflection and denial of excuse as to why something didn't work. Yeah, like, it's not my fault. No, actually, no. When you put it that way, I guess I didn't think it all the way through. Um, that is not healthy. <laughs> so don't do that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Have your podcast and make it awesome and we will have equal parts in it. And we're getting off track of talking so much about it. So what else is interesting in your life? What else have you seen? I, I can imagine you walking down to the new pot shop. The clerk that, like, I, I did have questions at the counter about this stuff, but I, I didn't know how to ask. Because it was an attractive female with charming personality. And so I, I just became immediately, like, my, yeah, my mind just became blank. I'm just... Yeah, so lucky that dictators are not attractive females with basic customer service skills. Because I, <laughs> I, I know, just man, be, I know. And the 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 clip the clipboard people in Toronto that stop you. Uh, hey, do you have to? Yeah, yeah, sure. What, what, what am I signing here? Yeah. Oh, what's this? Yeah, the Fourth Reich. Okay, I'll sign up. Yeah. Need my social insurance number. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, am I supposed to be denying, like, in Stoicism, how do they deal with uh, a romance or something? Yeah. Like, how that's do I, great. what, am great. I supposed to be above it all, just not feeling and not no, swayed by mis- anything? That's a misunderstanding of Stoicism. I think the idea of Stoicism is being, like, this tough guy is out there, of being above it all, of just being, like, neutral-faced. I've heard that it's, it's a common use of a word that doesn't mean it. This happens in meditation all the time as well. Um, you know, I've heard someone say, uh, you know, I listen to jazz, it's my meditation. And it's like, the original term meditation literally means like strengthening the mind. It's not about just chilling. And for Stoicism, it's the same thing. It's definitely not about being above anything. It's about directly connecting with the impulses that you have, being hyper aware of them. And then eh, to put it shortly is to channel them a little bit. So you have this strong urge to, you know, whatever, just be close to this pretty cashier, right? It happens to everybody. And you're just hyper aware of it and you, and you channel it into like loving yourself, knowing that you're you're a human being and that like, what can I do to like, you know, make this, turn this feeling into something productive for my overall goals and it's something that, that helps me achieve my thing. Well, one thing I could do is use this as an opportunity to try to talk to her because I will learn how to talk to women so that when I find the right one, I'll know what to say. I will learn, if she rejects me because I'm talking too much, I will learn from it. If I make her laugh, I will learn from it. So that that's that stoic perspective shift. I think stoicism is a perspective shift, not a toughness or a, or a, a avoidance. Uh, as you said, I think avoidance is a great term you use that I don't think about a lot. And I think a lot of, a lot of people do it. I don't empathize with them because I don't do it. And I miss that because people avoid like crazy. They'll hear a good idea, an opportunity or whatever. I hear it all the time. And then they're just like not doing it. And I'm like, well, why? Okay, okay, sport. How about letting us in on the big secret? We'd like to dance too. Neil, you're, you're Canadian, right? Yes. And wh- what are Canadians known for? maple syrup holy shit you got it right on number one yes today's sponsor is martin's maple syrup candies out in saint jacobs they're the they're a mennonite family there's like five of them that live in this little farm and you can get these wonderful it's not just maple syrup grade a pure amber dark 
maple syrup, but you can get little maple syrup candies. You can use it as a sweetener in food. It's a wonderful place to go out to. And you, you can drive out there in the summer and you drive down this long country lane and right in the middle of the road is this dog that just doesn't care that cars are coming. So you have to creep up really slowly and then slowly drive around it as it just stares at you. <laughs> it's wonderful. You get into the farm and they have all kinds of maple syrup products. It's part of the authentic Canadian experience yes. to drive around a dog in the snow. Lazy dog. Yeah, yeah, snow or summer, it's just there, <laughs> just staring at you. It does not care. Awesome. That's like that, um, what are white people better at video from the past week? Did you see that? Are we still in the sponsor part or? <laughs> yes. Did you see the video? <laughs> I didn't see this video, no. Oh, it, it was like a, a clickbait video. What are white people better at? And they ask a bunch of people and it's like condescending or snarky answers. But none of them got it right. None of them said cold weather, cold weather climate and cold weather climate candies. I think <laughs> just white people are better at like Russians and the Scandinavians. Yeah. They make such wonderful alcohol and food. To go, you actually look forward to the cold weather. Nice. To the, yeah, let's go back to the house and eat some sugar dusted crumpet feelings <laughs> and some uh, cream based alcohol or something. Like, I remember walking around downtown Kitchener with you. It was like 33 degrees. And you're like, yeah, let's sit on the patio. I was like, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> so we're better at cold weather. Uh, none of them got it right. But you got the you got the maple syrup. Question. I like right. how you squeezed in a squeezed in a uh, whites are better at cold. Most people <laughs> don't understand. Me. Like this is like not not a lightning rod issue. Yeah, I, guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't it's know. Just, just popped like, into my cool. head just, um, the cold weather thing in that video, that stupid video. Yeah. So congratulations on getting that. You're really correct. you're so impressed that I got that right. It's first a I you I read your mind nowadays. It's pretty easy. And on my mind is maple syrup a lot. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's just you're just very simple. <laughs> Come on. Is that true? Maybe that is true. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, usually I'm not clear about no, what I'm saying. No, I haven't realized how much. Oh, uh, yeah. You're probably more insightful with that stuff. We create a perfect world in our heads. A poll in the UK, that's the United Kingdom, yeah. asked people, what is the worst Christmas song? And the number one answer was The Little Drummer Boy. Now, why are they wrong and what should have been number one? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Like, that song is a bit annoying. Why? Why is it annoying? It, it tells a little story about a little boy with a drum. He has nothing to bring. You can't just recite the plot of something to explain why it's boring, right? It's pacing. No. It's rhythm. No, it's not just boring. All right. Okay. You're right. Anyways, so what other song is the uh, should be the number one? I think. Um, uh, I'm only thinking of my favorite song, which is right now, which is that Mariah Carey, like all I want for Christmas is you. And it's so amazing because it just came out in the 90s and like I saw it come out and now it's this, it feels like a song that's been there forever. It's just so amazing. Yeah, it's the latest like number one Christmas uh, single or whatever. But have you heard, um, I wish it was Christmas today. Have you heard that song? No, I haven't. Oh, it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful song and I think it should be played more on the radio. But anyways, what? Should be the worst song is actually the worst Christmas song and should have been pulled as number one. I don't listen to bad songs. It's a right? trivia. So I don't know. You have to guess. It's trivia. Okay. Um, there's very few songs I just turn off, but there's one that's like, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays by NSYNC. No. 
No, no, the end sing song is not the worst. Okay. I mean, it's pretty catchy. So that's my guess. Oh, guess another one. Please let me out of this torture of just guessing a bad song. No, thank well, fine, you. Fine. I'm done. Then you don't win the prize. <laughs> but okay, I'll it. tell you. The worst song is the date, the 12 days of Christmas. Or how many, how many days is it? It's 12 and everyone tw- loves yeah, that. Yeah, That's the great song. What? How do you like, it's just a list. It's just a list that gets longer. It's just a list that gets longer and repeats. It's just a list that gets longer and repeats each time. It's just a list that gets longer. You're, well, you're, you like you're a like, list. Little drummer boy. You're literally a listing things and getting longer as you say it. You yeah, just it, did it's what... annoying, right? <laughs> There's no, and it's repeats, so you have to go through the entire list again. And you know what's coming next. There's no story. Have you ever listened to it with a kid? They love it. The repetition is so like makes them happy to sing it each time, and then you're like in a joyous Christmas spirit. Don't be so scroogey. Yeah, maybe the joy of Christmas would be reinvigorated if I spent it with a kid. Maybe I should not be a grown man bitching about a holiday made for the joy of children. Okay, fine. Yeah, yes, you're right. Exactly. I hear it now. Bigger picture, baby. Bigger picture. But like, not it's, you can be who you are, but you're just asking me and I'm just telling you why it's a beautiful song. And I'll do that for almost everything you complain about. So Fine. Thus concedes our trivia, where actually I got the answer wrong. I was not expecting that. <laughs> you said you were thinking of your favorite Christmas songs. What is your favorite? All I want for Christmas is you. Really? By Mariah Carey. I like the um, the one with no words. The do, It just has three great riffs in a row. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, that is a good one. Home Alone? The Home Alone, right? And then what's the third riff? Yeah, just three great riffs in a row. That's all you need for a song. It's pretty good. A little pitchy, but pretty good. <laughs> Neil, what movies yeah. have I uh, seen recently? You? Good question. Let me tell you. <laughs> I recently watched Mank, the na- latest one from David Fincher. That came out mm-hmm. about the old Jewish uh, Hollywood alcoholic writer. Ah, uh, the old Jewish Hollywood writer. Yeah, it's a great look. I love the inside Hollywood, but just that old school Hollywood writer's room where they're all just bullshitting around and whip smart, crack smart, intellectual. They got a way to reply to everything. You're pretty whip smart. Not really. Um, Jumanji 2 featuring The Rock. I was very surprised. You could do worse. It's kind of a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. It is good. I like it. It was fun. Did you you watched it? The first Jumanji or second? Second. Yeah, second is like, it's like not as good, but like, it's just what? Dumb, like dumb and funny. Just dumb and funny. I, like, I definitely had a good time with it. I love the first one. The first one, you got Jack Black doing the girl. I mean, that alone was just a slayer every it time. It was great to see him side-eye the Rock's muscles in like every scene. Like, Jack Black absolutely steals it. But in the second one, the Rock steps it up and is like channeling Danny DeVito in every yes. scene. He does like a yes. stiff neck yeah. turn where he can't really turn. And Kevin <laughs> Hart right. as an old Danny Glover. That's what I mean. You can't go wrong with those four. And I remember when it first came out and I told someone about it, they were like, you gotta be kidding me. Like that movie from the 90s. And I, and I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, okay, they got the video game theme. Yeah. They've got four players. You got Kevin Hart. Like you see Kevin Hart, The Rock. Rock has got this gig, great comedic timing on his own. And then when you saw, I saw Jack Black, I was like, it's over. Plus I love that girl. Not just because she's super oh, charming yeah, as the, hell. The way she holds her arms, just cup, cupping each elbow kind of covering but hovering off of her midsection uh, kind of like fragile yeah, so fragile cool. holding of her arms I instantly went back to high school gym class i was like oh yeah girls did hold their arms like that like they were cold <laughs> so or something true. like is, she just nailed that perfectly wow that's so true she really is kind of a chameleon uh, if you look at some of her roles i don't know what else she's been in. she's have you seen of guardians of the galaxy or anything yeah 
Yeah, she's Gamora. No. Not Gamora. Gamora's sister. Nebula. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's under a lot of makeup, right? Which is crazy, right? Like, like I'm I'm Nebula. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm your sister. Like, that's she's that person. She's she's like, I, completely different. It's crazy when she does the voice in an interview. All right. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast, Neil. This is your podcast, just to be clear. Like, th- I am, I'm here to support your vision of becoming an almost stoic Brandon. I don't want to put my name on this or anything. You, you've been doing that for like 10 years. You want to be in something without putting your name on it because then all, people are like, oh, who's this guy? It's fe- like how much fear, how long are you going to let fear just like drive your decision? Like what are you going to be 30, then 40, then 50, like worrying? I about- will hold on to it until I am dragged kicking and screaming and no longer have the choice but to face it, which uh, may never happen. But I, I will not willingly put my name on. I will not willingly own this. I will avoid it for as long as Don't I can. Don't avoid it onto me. Okay, well, what's my stoic exercise for this week? And I'll uh, I'll tell you how it went right. next week. Great. That's, oh, that's a great question. Okay, so I'm going to take one second. You can't control the opinions of others, and therefore it's only one input, and it shouldn't have any bearing on your reasoned choice and inner peace. All right, so I shouldn't care about the opinions of others. I'll try to put that into practice. You can think someone's opinion says more about them than you. How about that? Okay, I'll try to remember that next time I'm angry. All right, so Genghis Khan failed his first battle too, but then he went on to slaughter millions. He got millions of followers followers through threats of violence, so there's that. So don't worry about failure. Yeah, uh, I'll just play a musical stadium. Or, yeah, yeah, musical. Right, thanks. Perfect. 